We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Stupid Studio. Sorry, not stupid. Studio. Big weekend, busy weekend for Ole Miss Athletics. The Rebs, uh, as you could tell on Saturday afternoon, as Alabama was knocking off Georgia, headed to the Sugar Bowl to face Baylor. Got some assistant coach drama. Jeff Lebby potentially headed back to his uh, alma mater. Had some transfer portal guys in town. A playoff is set. Ole Miss basketball beats Memphis. Tons going on. We'll get to it a good bit today. Some tomorrow probably as well. As we're not going to sit here for four hours, and a lot of stuff happened over the week. So, uh Nonetheless, good to be back with you this uh, Monday morning on a show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Remember to uh, head to the pumps, any Blue Sky location in Mississippi. Just take your phone, scan the uh, code at any one of the pumps. You automatically can earn 1,000 points when you do that. It takes you to the app. That means 10 bucks right there on the pump you are filling up, the, the transaction that's happening in real time. 10 bucks off for just scanning with your phone there at any Blue Sky location in Mississippi, lunch specials five sixty nine. You know that and much more there. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Call that number. Ask for our friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle. No haggle. Uh, you get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. Or uh, you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. <clears throat> Let's hop into a Clark Ford today. Uh, you'll love the product. You'll love the service. Corey and the people at Clark Ford want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. And uh, you'll find out what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Also in New Albany, a lot of people raving about the spot in New Albany. Great burgers, po'boys, appetizers, full beer selection, full bar, the whole deal there at Rafters, Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also in New Albany. So, uh, as I said, Rebs and Bears, 745 on New Year's Day night there in uh, New Orleans. Ole Miss' 10th Sugar Bowl appearance all time. 
They're six and three in the game. I think that's fourth um, amongst all teams in overall appearances behind Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. If I have uh, have that correctly, Baylor going back for the second time in three years. The Bears uh, there a couple years ago, obviously now under uh, Dave Aranda. So uh, and people have asked, we will have our normal show. Our game days will look the same. You'll have all your content from the game. You'll have the show with us. And then we'll uh, bring stuff to you during the week there from uh, from New Orleans. So that's kind of the idea there. I know I've been asked that a few times. So that's what's going up. People want to know uh, if we're going to do a post game show. No, they were just kind of curious. Hey, what from a bowl standpoint in general, are y'all headed down? Are you coming? Because they know oh. we don't cover the actual game, so they were just curious what we were doing. So I'm just oh. kind of filling it in. Yeah, that's uh that's the deal there. So uh, that's going on. And we'll be and, fully uh, masked too at everything. Yeah. With uh, even though everyone will be vaccinated. Well, a lot of rules there. Mm-hmm. Um. Safety first. Ole Miss finishes eighth in the college football playoff rankings. Baylor finishes uh, number seven in those. Uh, if you've been under a rock, uh, Georgia, I mean, sorry, Alabama will play Cincinnati, and Michigan will play Alabama. I was there was really no at all drama heading into uh, yesterday. Um, I will say this, and I'm going to get into other stuff in a second. I'm going to give ESPN a little bit of credit here because while I do want to make fun of a four-hour bowl show and you're well within your rights to make fun of a four-hour bowl show, what else the hell are they supposed to be talking about yesterday? And they did a pretty good job with it. Like, as dumb as a four-hour show was, I actually thought they did a pretty damn good job with the with the show yesterday. I, I, I'm never uh, going to call a show dumb. Um, um, if you do a show that people want, it's not dumb. Now, that being said... I'm not. I'm not watching that. And I, just, I didn't know what time busy. they were doing the New Year's Six stuff. I knew the show was coming on at eleven, and then I thought, okay, well they'll do the playoff. They'll talk about that for a while, and then they'll give the rest of the New York New Year's Six bowls. And then I looked up later, and I'm like, I'm kind of working while I'm doing. It. I'm not really paying attention, but this thing's been on for like two hours and fifteen minutes, and yeah. they haven't actually done anything yet. Um, and they went through the uh, the rest of it. So anyway, what the ratings on that were going up against the NFL games? I mean, I would assume not very good after the first, because I will give them this credit. You know how the March Madness and different shows will do the, hey, we're going to stay on for 50 minutes for you, give you the the stupid bracket? Yeah. They got to the bracket within 10 minutes. Like, it was a quick, hey, yeah. here are the teams, and then now we're going to talk about it nonstop from uh, from that point. So, uh, anyway. Um, Lane Kiffin, Dave Aranda both uh, talked during the um, the afternoon. We had a four, they had a 4 o'clock press conference yesterday, teleconference, whatever you want to call it. Just some uh, opening stuff. I told Neil this. Um, I thought Lane yesterday had his best press conference. And when I say that, I mean, yeah, he had a couple jokes. and People laughed and whatever. But his tone was a little more... I'm not even sure if I know the word. I, I thought he was more... Somebody said locked in on the board. And I think that probably is a pretty good term. I think that's probably what I'm sort of coming to is, you know, a lot of times he goes into these Zooms, and, it, and this wasn't like, oh, well, it was national or whatever media. I mean, I, I don't think it was some deal where he was putting on his fine bomb type face and, and doing it that way. I thought he gave really good, intelligent answers that he was kind of supposed to give because sometimes he gets really bored on these things. He hates doing them, and he sort of gets kind of mumbles and does whatever. He likes those better, though, because there's national media on it. There yeah. was national media on that call. It was a national call. He, the only thing he hates, Chase, he hates us. But he's not seeing anybody, and there's there was only one national reporter that asked a question. Maybe, and I'm not even sure there was one. But I think he knew it was a diff- It was a national. Yeah, call. I, I just don't know that it had the same thing as when he goes, "Hey, I'm on Fine Bomb, and there's a video camera in my face, right. and I'm doing this." Because it's on. still, because like I said, it's not. It was not even the regular Zoom where he's seeing 
the faces. It literally, he just saw a screen. He yeah. saw nothing else other than yeah. than whatever was in front of him. But I don't know that you get, in, in any press conference setting to this point that I've heard him in, national or otherwise, I don't know that you get the detail that he gives of the little longer answer about recruiting, and he talks about putting mm-hmm. the house together and doing things like that. And, you know, look, I don't think there's a couple things that are accidents. I don't think it was an accident that his – and I know he went here and said, hey, this thing's been happening for a while. It was a little bit of a coincidence. I don't think it was a coincidence that the contract got finalized as the carousel began to stop turning um, no, over the weekend. absolutely not. Also, I think because the contract was finalized, I thought he had a different tone to him. There was a more future tone to all of his answers yesterday. Oh. There was more of a, hey, building the program past one thing, including – not just he, not just people asking and then him responding, but him going out of his way to say, no, the contract was not about me personally as, all the way around. It was about support staff. It was about assistant coaches. It was about putting things in place. It was facilities for the players. I mean, I'm sure there's things in the contract as far as, hey, there's some promises on what is getting done down the road from mm-hmm. a facility standpoint. It was a, it was a tone and a conversation from him yesterday that was more long-term. And now that does not mean me saying he's going to be here for a decade. That's not my point. But it is a different – answer feeling from him it was a different PR feeling from him yesterday as he kind of went through that and I think some of it was probably the extension some of it was just hey this thing is kind of set up now you're going from here you're speaking to recruits you know these quotes are going to get taken everywhere he had Jaheim Otis on campus while he was doing this interview it probably probably within 100 feet of where he was at that moment yeah yeah there you know look it, it, it's a criticism that doesn't necessarily matter in in a lot of ways but you know he's not been really locked into the community and he doesn't have to be that's not my point but i thought that he had a different feeling yesterday i thought there was a hey no we're we're going to you know you neil ask about jeff levy and he says that Hey, when you're doing things, you're not just winning, but winning with style. And he makes the caveat, hey, I'm not saying we're Alabama, but they have their assistants taken all the time. When people come after your assistants, that's a good thing for the program. And you go find the next guy. You don't take it personally, and you go from there. Yeah. And I thought that obviously he was speaking about Lebby, but at the same time, I don't know. It it had a more CEO tone to it yesterday. It had a more program-building, program-defining tone to it yesterday. His messaging was completely different than almost any time that I've heard him during the regular season for whatever reason. Yesterday. Well, I mean, I guess I sort of see this from a lot of different perspectives, but the risk of just pissing people off, I'm, I'll tell people, people always go, what do you really think? Okay, I'll tell you what I really think. I, I, I think he was a little surprised. This is all sourced. Mm-hmm. I think he was a little surprised that he didn't get any more traction at LSU or at Florida. Not saying he wanted those jobs. I don't know whether he wanted those jobs or not. So when the people go, he would have crawled to Baton Rouge. I don't know that, but I have heard from numerous people that would know uh, that he was surprised that ten and two at Ole Miss this season didn't get more traction with those two jobs. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think he got any traction with either of those jobs. I don't think he ever got anywhere in those searches. And again, not that he wanted to. I don't know, but. I think there was some surprise there. And then the Miami thing, as complicated as it is for people and as hard as it is for people to understand, and if you only look at it from a pure football standpoint, you'll never get there. But there was more to it than football. And the more you dug around on it, the more it became pretty obvious that, uh, at least to me, that the sourcing for a lot of those reporters down in Miami who were saying that Lane Kiffin wanted the job was either Lane Kiffin or someone super close to Lane Kiffin. They they 
They've gotten everything else right. So if you're going to say they got that wrong and they got everything else right, that's kind of hard for me to go there. They've nailed this crystal ball thing. They've they've pointed out that they were willing to string Manny Diaz along to the point that it's oh. it's professionally humiliating. But they've said that would happen, and it did. Uh, they've said about the AD situation exactly kind of what would happen. So at some point late last week, Friday or Saturday or somewhere along those lines, I, it it got out in the coaching business that Mario Cristobal was going to take the job Mm -hmm. and that if Mario Cristobal didn't take the job, they were going to circle back, retain Manny for another year and go from there. And so at some point, you know, you have to look around and go, well, who's the one place that's giving me a contract? Who's the one place that absolutely wants me? And in this case, it's Ole Miss. And you're kind of at a professional crossroads at that moment. I mean, you either embrace it and um, – or, or I guess you don't. And if you don't, it kind of makes no sense. But he embraced it, and, and so now you're – he goes into year three, and it, he's – the one knock on Kiffin, it's not really fair, but, he, it, but at the same time it kind of is professionally – among ADs and such, is no one questions anymore, can he come in and, and win? Absolutely. He's done it everywhere he's ever been. Mm-hmm. Can he come in and build a program? Yeah. Can sustain. he Can he build something and sustain it and build upon it and, and become, I think you said CEO, become mm-hmm. that guy? Well, he's never really stayed anyplace long enough. He left Tennessee after one year. USC fired him. He, no one's questioning leaving FAU after three years. And I think in some ways the fact that they've sort of continued on is probably a sign that he did build something there. But I think people want to see, can you build something? And look, the longer he stays at Ole Miss, one of two things is going to happen. He's either going to get to a place where he has propriety and it's his and he doesn't want to leave it because he's built it, or he builds it to a place where suddenly a, a, quote, bigger, end quote, program is more comfortable hiring him. And at that point, whoever inherits the job inherits that foundation. It's one of the reasons that the ULL job is so attractive right now in the coaching business is because people from the outside in look in at what the foundation that Billy Napier built in Lafayette. And they're like, whoever gets this job is kind of walking into a really good situation and you can maintain it. What used to be Arkansas State. Yeah. And is now ULL. Yeah. I mean, it's one one person I talked to yesterday said Billy has made that the top, including Cincinnati, because Fickle's never leaving, apparently. Um, the top group of five job. Foundation, culture, money, oh. it's all there. That's interesting. And so it's a complicated thing when people look at it and go, it's just about a football decision. Well, it's not just about a football decision. It's, it's not just about a football decision. Not, no, no decisions typically are just professional. I mean, if even, you know, a job in our field, if someone offers you a job, there's more to it than, well, is that a better job than this one? You know, it's your family. It's do you feel like fooling with it at this point? Do you feel like starting over? All, all of those things. I mean, you know, it's like the we'll talk about Jeff Levy in a minute. Jeff Levy's decision is not strict football, I'm going to guess. I mean, I'm going to guess there's more to it than that. And 
So I kind of get it, but no, it's not a coincidence that it all went down the way that it did. I mean, if, if everybody who was also nailing that story said that Lane Kiffin was, was beyond interested in the Miami job, I think at some point you have to take into consideration that he is, but that doesn't mean it's an insult to Ole Miss. It's, it's, you have to be willing to accept that, or I don't even know why it's an acceptance thing. It's just understand it. He loves that area. A lot of the things that he loves to do in his free time, those things are abundant in that area. Ole Miss can't build him an ocean. You know, I mean, you, you, can't, you can't create salt water in North Mississippi, and that's something that he likes. He likes that weather. He likes that culture. He, he, he has a lot of friends down there. Um, made sense. And when you kept hearing, and it's come to fruition, when you kept hearing people say, look, Miami has the money, and they're going to spend it if they can get their guy. Their guy was Cristobal. But their situation is so screwed up from a booster standpoint that if you couldn't get Cristobal, they weren't going to do this fractured thing where some people wanted, whether it was Lane or someone else, and others didn't. They were going to say, let's circle back. Let's get the AD hired. Let's try to clean some of this up and go from there. But the one thing that people consistently said since September was that Miami had the money. And you see that come out in these media reports. They're offering Manny, I mean, Mario uh, Cristobal north of $8 million. They, they got to buy out Manny for eight or nine. They they have yeah. the money. There's all kinds of stuff. They're to committed it. to spending the money. And they got to pay Oregon. Yeah. Eight or nine. Yeah. I mean, it's literally like a twenty-something million it's, dollar deal all yeah. the way around. So you know, but they're they've consistently said no big deal. We've got that, and that has come to fruition. And a lot of people question those reporters when they said that over the course of the last few weeks. Like, well, Miami doesn't have that kind of money. Well, yes, they do. And people have explained the how they do. Question is going to be, and the question remains. The question was never really, do they have the money to do buyouts? The question is going to be, does the admin and the boosters get along well enough for them to actually put money into the program to build admin, build support staffs and yeah. assistant coaches and things along those lines? And that I have no freaking idea. And that might be where all of the Mario Cristobal holdup is right now. But he's got a deadline apparently today at some point where he's got to yeah, make a decision. Noon, apparently. Ish. I mean, it's not like a showdown at the saloon, but somewhere around midday. Everybody in the coaching industry believes that Mario has taken the job, and they don't understand what yesterday was about. Why he's doing this? Probably because he's torn. These are difficult decisions. You leave. I don't think there's any question that he and his family prefer Florida to Oregon. Sure. Um, his mother is there in Miami. She's not doing particularly well. Issues. He's got a lot of family in Georgia. It's a lot closer to Florida than Oregon. But then I think he looks at the two programs and he knows, you know, one's in kind of right now the middle part of the ACC and one's in the upper echelon of the Pac-12. One's got an absolute ton of money, guaranteed, locked in, NIL and otherwise. One doesn't. One has an on-campus stadium that, uh, that, that is a cool environment. One doesn't. There's a lot of issues there. So the, when people say, why is it taking so long? Because if you ever get indecisive, this isn't like sitting at a restaurant going, well, you know, I can come back and I'll get the pork today. I'll get the, I'll get the steak next time. We'll come back next weekend. No, I mean, this is, this is a big decision. And if you get it wrong, Mario's 51 years old. He's my age. Yeah. You take this job and get it wrong, you're done. Yeah, you got to get the one right. You got to get the decision right. And if you told me there's some paralysis by analysis and some emotion and some of those things that kick in, absolutely, I get it. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll get into Levy in a second. First, about Holly Jolly Holiday. That's the courtesy of Visit Oxford right there at the uh, Pavilion off University Avenue, running through December 12th. you got ice skating with real ice this year right there. Take your kids. They've got to uh, decker the dolphin to make sure they don't fall down. They can hold on. Ice skating, carriage rides on the square, plenty of refreshments, including uh, some food trucks, the pavilion, hot chocolate, and much more. They've uh, got some character drawings. They've got plenty of other items going on through Holly Jolly Holiday. Again, running through December 12th for that. To find out all the deals from that and much more, that's visitoxfordms.com slash events. We're also brought to you by uh, Walk-On's Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. They open today in Oxford. Uh, I was there Saturday night for the soft open. Uh, it's a uh, great facility environment, the whole deal. They had all the games on. They had the Big Ten game on Saturday night, the ACC game on, tons of TVs. It's uh, great food. You'll love it. Please give it a shot. 1737B University Avenue in Oxford and make sure that you tell them how much you appreciate them sponsoring this show, sponsoring the pregame and postgame show throughout this football season. It's also open 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland. Again, 1737B University Avenue in Oxford. Uh, we're also brought to you by Brothrow. It's a uh, social sports betting network, free to use. It's a really cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice over time. Matt's going to save you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more. Bet.brothrow.com backslash MPW. Also brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE at uh, MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. Get a 35% discount on any product from the site. Free shipping on orders of $100 or more at MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. Same promo code, Rebel Grove, at uh, Dead Soxy, the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Promo code uh, Rebel Grove for 25% off uh, everything there at deadsoxy.com. Have some uh, more Dead Soxy information coming your way later this week, but make sure you check them out. Uh, great gifts, great stocking stuffers, and more at um, Dead Soxy and deadsoxy.com. Speaking of uh, the Sugar Bowl, I'm going to guess that if you're going down for New Year's and such, you uh, many of you will be imbibing. You want to make sure that you're ready to go so you can stop that hangover before it starts, recover for the next day, since the next day will be game day if you're down there on New Year's Eve. Highly recommend Game Changer Patch. It's the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to uh, help recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. And we're brought to you by my friend Clay McNutt and Automation Control Systems, LLC. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS has a full-time, dedicated emergency staff and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom-tailor ta- custom software packages, custom-design electrical control panel solutions, and so much more. Go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Podcast is brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All running and processing is done in Memphis, so you're getting local underwriting that understands your market a leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at community, mtg.com. 
Tom. Um, I guess we'll go to Lebby, uh, and we'll talk plenty of Sugar Bowl. There's plenty of time for that. We'll have weeks and days and whatnot to break down Baylor more. Um, I did find it a little, and and this is this is not a criticism of him or anything else, but I, I just found it humorous that all this stuff's going on with Lebby right now. And when Dave Aranda was discussing Ole Miss's offense, he spent like a long time on uh, Kiffin's tendencies. He only talked about Kiffin's um, stuff as his uh, as what he has seen from him over his career. Well, um, I'm going to against him. I'm going to tell you that Dave has a lot of insight into what's going on at Oklahoma because it's my opinion that Dave Aranda interviewed for the job last week. Okay. I Means he's very well versed on whatever. I think they're he doing knows exactly what was going on. I, I, the the holdup late last week on Venables was just making sure that they had a staff put together so that he could hit the ground rolling. Now, is that staff? Does that include Levy? I don't know. I don't know if that's official or. It was certainly leaning that way pretty heavily last night. Yeah, I think Oklahoma took a slight pause at one point to at least kick tires on Joe Brady to see what that would look like. Caleb Williams obviously disgruntled there in Norman. I mean, he had his Snapchat come out yesterday after the team meeting that the look on his face was uh, not exactly positive, and he was using like the massage temples emoji mm-hmm. for, uh, for that one when he when he came out of it. Um, well, he's got a real big decision in front of him, and he's what nineteen years old. I mean, those are big decisions to make. It's hard to make those kinds of decisions. Those are not decisions that you just make willy nilly. I don't. I don't guess. At least I can't. I've never been able to do stuff like that. Yeah. So he's taking some time. Um, Williams is like in theory tied to Brady a little bit because Brady recruited him and he was going to go to LSU had Brady stayed in, in in Baton Rouge. But I mean that's been two years. I mean I don't know how connected or not connected he yeah. is at that uh, at at that point. Um, if Levy does take the Oklahoma job, I have no idea what they would do for the bowl game. My assumption is that Kiffin would call Levy's offense, but that is straight my guess at that point. Yeah, that's what I would think. I mean. Lane is capable to run the offense. This is not well, and you have the benefit of having a experienced quarterback in that scenario too. And I would assume everybody's back pretty healthy by New Year's Day. So you, I mean, hell, Matt can run the offense at that point. Yeah, you you probably that wouldn't be an issue, or it would it would be a slight issue. The offense at this point's so installed that. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, Lane's not going. Hey, we're going to scrap all that, and here's my offense. We're going to learn in three weeks. No, yeah, no. The the, the issue with installing a new offense and such is that is a lot of new terminology and and a lot of things to learn. In this situation, it would just be about who called the play. It wouldn't, but the play wouldn't sound different yeah, yeah. to an offensive guard as opposed to like let's say that there was a complete regime change at program X, and the new coaching staff came in, and all the terminology is completely different. Well, now you're it's like learning another <laughs> learning another language. Yeah. So, you know, I, I I don't know. Um, I expect if something does move with Lebby, and I expect it to move with Lebby to happen pretty quickly. Because, like, here's the deal, too. I wrote this a little bit. Neil wrote this yesterday as well. None of this is overly a shock because even prior to knowing what jobs were coming open, we didn't know if it was going to be a head coach thing. We didn't know what it was going to be. Nobody anticipated Lebby returning for 2022. It's been never not one three time. a year pretty well versed that it would be probably his last year in Oxford barring some stagnant stuff that that, that has not happened to this point. And, you know, look, he's not resetting his head coach clock by going to Oklahoma. He's getting in a high-profile program, and if he succeeds, and look, every coach thinks they're going to succeed everywhere. So whether he does or doesn't, I have no idea, but that's not the point. Perception, reality, all those things. He can go from there to a head coach. Um, a lot of money. 
Um, Ole Miss is willing to pay him a lot of money in a big contract over three years here. Um, it's not it, – it, here's the deal, too. And I don't mean this in a way to, like it's necessarily anybody's fault. He and Lane are not organized the same way. They don't have the same attention to detail. They do things differently. I mean, I remember, remember a lot of word getting out right when Lane first took the job. And assistant coach who had worked with him said, during the week you don't necessarily know what Lane's doing. Um, he's kind of all over the place, and then he shows up on Saturday and he puts up 48 points a game. You just kind of nod your head and go, okay, fine, mm-hmm. whatever. And that works really well with some coaches, and that works awful with some coaches. And I'm not saying Levy's even all the way over here on zero to 100, but I'm just saying there is some stylistic things that some coaches go, hey, I, I'm so w- this way that that is a problem. Um, and I think that's a, I think that's a relevant thing. Everybody tries to make it a personal issue. Nobody has personal issues with one another as far as I'm aware of. Not that's that I'm not aware. the deal. I mean, yeah. this is about Oklahoma. It's about going home. It's I mean, I mean, Jeff Sidon with Oklahoma as a four-star offensive line prospect in 2001. He's got some history with Sooners here. Um, Graduated from there, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, he was like a student coach while he was in school. And then I think, too, a lot more than defense. You know, if he was a defensive coordinator, you go, okay, you really got to get this right. Lane Kiffin has been a head coach that's called his own place at multiple places. He has been an offensive coordinator that's won national titles. I, I don't think this requires hand-wringing from anything as far as what they're going to do. He's going to find an offensive coordinator – he can call his own offense if it is necessary. This this is not some program-defining critical thing like some other spots would be. It's just not. Um, Lane has known for a while that Levy was likely to be gone for whatever reason at the end of the season. He was not yeah. shocked by any of this. And where are they going from here? I don't know. I mean, Neil tried to set the board on fire yesterday um, with talks about a certain offensive coordinator. I mean, um, look, here's here's what I've got. Yeah, sure. Um. Got it from a couple of places, got the same thing, got something specific about Joe Brady, who was, I'm going to guess, coincidentally, fired over the weekend in Carolina with the Panthers. Um, I've not been able to confirm it. I've also not been able to shoot it down. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know whether there's a holding pattern while Ole Miss waits for Webby news. My I mean, I, I'm assuming this. I think it's a safe assumption. My assumption is if Levy wanted to stay, he's free to stay. That 100%. They, that they would love for him to stay. Um, yeah, I, I'm so you told can't he re- has a, a close to two, three-year contract. Close to two million, three-year contract. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I'm sure that if you're Ole Miss, you wait until Jeff's gone to replace Jeff. You don't go actively bringing somebody to town to interview them interview for the job if Jeff's still employed and um, I saw Jeff yesterday didn't speak to him but saw him and he was wearing Ole Miss gear and on his phone presumably talking to people about Ole Miss yeah because um, yeah he wasn't on the phone with Castiglione right there outside the end yesterday morning no and this was you know 10 o'clock yesterday morning he was still working for um, working for Ole Miss so that was less than 24 hours ago Um, so we'll see I don't know I mean if it's not if the Brady information, I was very careful with the Joe Brady thing. I said it's rumor. I'm not reporting it. I said rumor. Um, but um, if it's not Brady, I, I, I don't know yet. I don't know what direction they would go. I've, I've heard two different things. I mean, I've heard that one path would be to go get another play caller uh, like Levy. Another path would be to go 
get a kind of a quarterback's coach slash recruiting guy, and Lane would run his own offense. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I know yeah. people don't believe this. He's done both those things before. At FAU, yeah. one year he ran his own show, and at one year he had Kendall Bryles. So he's done both of those things. Yeah, so, you know, people don't believe this, but Jeff Lebby called the plays. It was Jeff's, mm-hmm. Jeff's offense. I mean, yeah. the media goes nuts with the whole Kiffin thing, and Lane certainly had input on the offense. He's the head coach, and he's an offensive genius. And so, yeah, he was involved in the offense. But, you know, you, you don't – Lebby leaving creates two different paths that you have to choose from. And, and a lot of that would depend on who you could get. I've heard sure. T. Martin's name. Um, I've heard Graham Harrell's name. But again, it feels like, and I know this is just kind of the new cycle that we live in, which is like, go, go, go. But It's worth at least hanging on to thoughts about Charlie Wash Jr. because of the history there in the past. I would assume. He's at South Florida. I have no idea how their offense did. They suck as a team, but I don't know yeah. what they did as, a, as an offense. So, you know, I, I would assume that, that all of those things factor in. But again, just yesterday, like literally one sleep ago, Jeff Levy was employed at Ole Miss. So. Yeah. The people that like, I had someone ask me this morning, what's taking so long? And I'm like, what are you talking about? It hasn't even started yet. Yeah. I mean, I've just texted a couple of Oklahoma guys like, hey, anything new on official on Levy? And as of last night, there was nothing new. And nobody had responded yet. Uh, this has no old Miss bearing, but there was some reports out at the very beginning when Levy was mentioned that he would bring Randy Clements, the former Ole Miss offensive line coach, to Norman. It appears that that is not the case. There is uh, no tie at this point with Clements to Levy, it seems I, like, at Oklahoma. I just got a, a text. Uh, Joe John Finley is staying at Norman, which is probably a really strong sign that they feel great about Levy, but I'm told, mm-hmm. quote, not definite yet. So that's as of 8.42 this morning. So the people that are like, what's taking so long? Nothing. At all? It hasn't even been 24 hours. And I don't – I mean, he just got to town. Um, Venables got to Norman late last night. Yeah. Yeah, I actually saw his flight on that sports aviation Twitter thing when he was coming in. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was, well, they weren't hiding it yesterday. Well, they, no. Yeah, yeah. There was they, literally a plane from Clemson to Norman. I mean, okay, they, yeah, we can figure that one out. They had a uh, pretty big reception waiting for him at the Norman airport. It's just cool. I mean, you know – Look, those people, I think it's been, I was talking to someone at, at Oklahoma yesterday who said this Lincoln-Riley thing pissed off a lot of people, but it also woke up a lot of people that, hey, maybe they were getting a little complacent there. You know, that there was a three-team race for Lincoln-Riley, and Oklahoma was finishing third. Mm-hmm. And that was a wake-up call for them. And so they, they went out and got Venables, and they're going to try to put a staff together. And um, they they I think... I think they acknowledge they're behind a little bit, but there's a lot of excitement there. I mean, anybody that thinks OU is – I keep hearing people say, you know, why would you go to Oklahoma? Well, I mean, that, let's slow down. They've been a pretty damn good program for a long time. I mean, you know, it, it, the whole – you don't understand why a coach would leave to become the offensive coordinator for a, for a first-year coach at Oklahoma, and the money's going to be maybe even more there because the rumor is 2.5. Yeah. I mean – Come Here's on. the deal, too, and I I think this is relevant. And now this is just my opinion. I have no insight into this at all. But and Neil has a more insight into the first part of what I'm about to say. Jeff Lebby did not has not to this point at least gotten a lot of traction for smaller head coaching jobs for head coaching jobs in general. He interviewed for the UCF job last year, didn't get it. It goes to Gus Malzahn uh, under Lane Kiffin because it's a Saban program. And away from that standpoint, coordinators don't speak to the media. Coordinators are not faces of the program in any way. 
Um, they're they're background people. I mean, frankly, Lebby has as high of a profile as you will typically see from a non-former head coach at a Kiffin Saban program. Um, I think at Oklahoma, what Saban, I mean, what Lebby also gets to do is Venables kind of handles the defense and the CEO, and Lebby gets to have the offense, and there's no question about anything. Venables isn't throwing a clipboard. Lebby probably gets to talk to the media a pretty good bit. He gets to kind of be a face a little bit there in Norman, and I think that helps his overall path to being a head coach, if those things are true. I got, I'm making a lot of assumptions there, but I, that makes sense in my head. Yeah, I would, I would assume that Venables will allow assistants to talk some especially coordinators, and for Jeff, that's probably a good thing. Lane subscribes to the Nick Saban rule. Um, so does Kirby Smart, for that mm-hmm. matter. So do a lot of Saban disciples, one vo- one program, one voice. Mm-hmm. It's not a criticism. No. But for Jeff, um, you know, if, if you believe everyone, when he interviewed for the UCF job, the interview itself wasn't awesome. And so, you know, communication skills are really important in interviews. And so, you know, look, it it makes sense for him on a lot of on a lot of counts. I think Jeff really likes it here. Uh, I'm, I've heard that from a number of people that know him well. Um, you know, I think he felt like, and he was probably right, that had something happened this year, and Lane left for another job, that he was going to be on the very short list to be the head coach here. Mm-hmm. He could stay here and, you know, if, wait it out. And, and Ole Miss could win next year. And look, I mean, there's no, you know, like, there's no hard, fast rule that says teams, just because Lane Kiffin signed an extension, that teams Overdone. can't. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look at, I mean, look at Miami. They're willing to pay $9 million to buy out Mario Cristobal. You're telling me that nobody would be willing to pay six, seven, eight, whatever it is, million dollars to buy out Lane Kiffin? I and mean, that's ridiculous. So you, you never know, right? So I mean, he could stay and, um, and and continue to build what they're building, and and p- even further uh, advance his cause for being the next head coach. But I completely get going back home. I mean, I'm not one of these people, but there's a lot of people that the whole alma mater thing is really special to them. And so, you know, maybe that's the case with with him. I've always heard that. Uh, someone told me, you know, one t- at one point when they said, you know, if Jeff Levy were the head coach at Ole Miss, the only job he would leave for is Oklahoma. So. Oklahoma means something to him. Yeah. So I, I get it. I mean, one way or the other, it's, 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 um, but the fact that we're sitting here at 846 in the morning and people in Norman who would probably know say nothing's done yet might tell you that he's agonizing over it a little bit. Yeah, it's a big move. I mean, it's, it mean, it's not the decision that maybe Caleb Williams has or somebody, but it's still a hell of a decision. You still got to make the right decision because, what if you don't do well there? I mean, you know what I mean. And you're I mean, moving kids, and you know, it's just hard. You move, you're, you, you know, yeah. it's more more than just. From all accounts, they like it here from a family standpoint. Yeah, it's it's. I get it. I mean, you know, just it's Christmas time. I mean, there's a lot going on. You know, true, it mean, is December the sixth. Yeah, I mean, it's I get it, one hundred percent. But at the end of the day, you stop and you sit down and you make the decision that's best for you and your professional future and your family. And I mean, they're both great programs. You can't go wrong. And, I mean, listen, there was talk yesterday about LSU's making a run at him. Auburn's making a run at him. That, that uh, you know, year in a row. Harson really covets Jeff Lebby. I don't – and I think of the four jobs. Auburn would be last. Auburn is fourth right yeah. now. And Brian Kelly's got some reputation repair to do down in Baton Rouge. But, 
you know, staying at Ole Miss in a job where you're successful and established is certainly makes sense. And going to Oklahoma to a program as storied as OU, let's be real about OU. The, the people that are talking about OU like it's some six and six program, stop. I mean, that's that's insanity. In any world, if you were to say, hey, rank the top. Well, no, your negative there is that there's plenty of places that Lincoln goes, hey, they're not ready for a move yet to that league. Right. And if that is the case, right. then you go, oh, well, hell, is but there a problem? But that's probably one of the places that could get ready in a hurry yeah. is my point. I mean, it's it's not South Carolina. You ask someone, rank the top 15 programs in college football, Oklahoma's going to be on that list every single time. Oh, sure. So, you know, South Carolina's not. Missouri's not. Arkansas's not. I mean, you look at the teams that have joined the league in the last few years. OU's pretty high profile. They're, they're, they've got the resources and the the wherewithal to make the adjustment pretty quickly as long as they have the right people. Quick aside, before we go to break, we'll come back. We'll talk a little more about this. Um, Pittman going with Jimmy Sexton, does that change anything about what's going on with all the money and stuff there? No, not, not from what I hear. I mean, yeah. I you know, you're a check to AD there is a pretty – straightforward guy and I mean they offered him from everything I've been told they offered him a pretty significant bump and the the other weird part there is he actually didn't have an agent to begin with is a strange thing my guess is that I wouldn't even be surprised if some people who know him at Arkansas were like hey listen you're not exactly 27 years old make sure that all your contract stuff is done in a way that you're going to be taken care of yeah yeah I mean yeah. He's pretty happy there, and they—I mean—they love him. I mean, my God, he's got all the capital in the world. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, they—they they offered him a ton of money, and he wanted to distribute it yeah. in ways. I'm sure that representation might say, "Hey, we'll make sure that make sure you're not leaving money on the table." But no, I don't think it changes anything. I mean, I don't. He's an older guy. I don't know where else he would go at this point. And again, they're giving him whatever he wants. So. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C.com. Two packages, the Ignite 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that is in the Clark Ford studio. I've got it home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, 662-238-3159 or again, N-E-S-P-A-R-C.com. Phone service, portal controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender you probably don't even need, and more. So if you're in the Oxford area, get the best internet around. Again, 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. This week's property spotlight is Paragon Center in Ridgeland, Mississippi, comprised of 150,000 square feet of office space located on Highland Colony Parkway, minutes from the new Costco, Walk-On Sports Bistro, and I-55. This section of Highland Colony is experiencing Substantial commercial growth. It's located alongside some of the most affluent neighborhoods in Mississippi. If you'd like to learn more about this great opportunity to house your professional office, call Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell at 601-586-3220. Christmas about three weeks away or so. It's uh, still plenty of time to start planning for holiday gifting. And our friends at Blue Delta have the perfect gift for the season. Blue Delta has introduced their video gift cards it's a gift card with a built-in video screen. It's easy. Simply head to BlueDeltaJeans.com, purchase a gift card, and uh, Blue Delta will help you record a personalized message and upload to the video upload the video card for you. Supply chain issues will be a problem this Christmas, but video gift cards are a surefire way to make sure the gifts get delivered. The guys at Blue Delta sent me one of these. It's a great concept. 
It's a great presentation. It's the perfect gift for a single person or a group of employees. It's BlueDeltaJeans.com to purchase or shoot the guys a DM on social media, and they'll get you taken care of. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for basically three quarters of a century. From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. So visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, but the same great products, the same great services, the same great people. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area up there, 662-429-4429. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. There's one in Ridgeland, one in Flowood, or you can go to collegecornerstore.com and find them on Facebook and Instagram. If you're looking for uh, holiday gifts for the uh, Ole Miss fan in your life, you should really go to collegecornerstore.com, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Podcast is brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates. That's nickstanoxford.com, 662-281-1200. You can uh, <clears throat> Get all you need done on the buy side or the sell side of real estate here in Oxford. So click the link in my uh, message board signature. O'Keefe Graham, Clay DeWeese, and their team of associates can help you out with anything to do with the uh, home buying process here in Oxford. So again, nickstanoxford.com, 662-281-1200. Reminder, the uh, Oxford Christmas Parade is tonight as well. 6.30 start for uh, for that. Um See Barry Jackson, whoever that is, just said a uh, source confirms UM assistants have been have stopped recruiting on the road. Uh, UM internally has been discussing timing of Diaz dismissal. They wanted to wait until Mario informs Oregon or signs. They've consistently been led to believe he's coming, but need proof. So, uh, Dellinger retweeted that two minutes ago. <laughs> else, so whatever. Uh, okay. Well, Diaz is kind of hamstrung because, I mean, he wants to get the buyout. So, I mean, he's just still hanging on. I mean, it is what it is. It's not like he can walk in and throw the table over. No, it's like um, I told somebody on the board today. Someone's like, I just, I would never do it. I'm like, for seven or eight million dollars, you can humiliate me professionally all you would like. I'm, I'll just sit here and take it. I get eight million dollars on the backside of it. Don't. You have to catch a beating in, in, in publicly and you have to still go recruit some kids. In. Okay. Sign me up. And I'll be honest with the kids. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could add some personal humiliation to that, and I would take it for $8 million. Uh, I mean, I would add to the humiliation. I would just say, yeah, pour it on. I mean, what, 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 two weeks of it? I got two weeks to be humiliated, yeah, and at yeah. the end of that, I get to go chill for yeah. $8 million bucks. Sign me up. Just a quick aside here. Um, recency bias and whatnot, what's your early take on this Georgia-Michigan game? We know Georgia can't chase points. The question is, would they have to in this game? I'm going to tell you what. Because that's what got them on Saturday. They cannot chase points. I'm going to tell you what. Michigan's offensive line is really good. I know what people say. Iowa sucks. Iowa sucks. Iowa's offense sucks. I get it. Iowa's defense does not suck. And they walked through it. Ohio State's defense does not suck. And they walked through it. They had one stumble at Michigan State. 
Otherwise, Michigan's been pretty dominant this year. Mm -hmm. That's the betting line that came out with Georgia by a bunch where I was like, whoa. Like, I get Alabama minus 14 total. Sure. Total fine. Although they lose Mechie, and losing Mechie is a big deal, potentially. But that Michigan front, it's a different beast. And they're pretty good on defense, too. Michigan-Georgia has a chance to be one hell of a football game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it feels like Alabama's going to walk off from Cincinnati. But Georgia-Michigan. Yeah. Seven's a big – I think it's seven. I'll get to it in a second. That's where I was going. It's a big, it's a big number. Yeah. Uh, quickly, and again, we'll talk I about I still love Iowa, though. Earlier. Y'all can take all your shots. I'm a Hawkeye through and through. They have a ceiling with their roster, and Michigan exposed it, which was they can get slow on offense, and they can't move the ball and do some things. That's true. And it, it's, it's still fine young men, though. Fine young men. Y'all about to hurt my feelings. I'm about they to, desperately I'm about to needed hat. to score on that first series. What are you getting? I'm getting my hat. Everybody's going to make fun of it. Where's your hat? Oh, you have a hat. If we're gonna make fun of the Hawkeyes, man, I mean, I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm bought in, huh? Is that their baseball? Yeah, it's cap? the baseball cap, man. Is it? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Everybody, stop the stop the blasphemy. <clears throat> um, just quickly, betting lines uh, for the SEC games. I'm not gonna spend any time on this. Well, again, we'll get to all the bowls over plenty of time. We have a month to kill here, guys. Uh, Missouri, uh, this is interesting. Um, no, it's not. Never mind, it didn't flip. Army minus three and a half against Missouri um, is uh, is one kind of a contrast to styles there. The Gasparilla Bowl, um, US, UCF and Florida. Florida minus uh, eight and a half against Gus and the uh, the Golden Knights in that one. It was Memphis that was heading to Hawaii, so they did not get screwed and get sent to the Metroplex. The Tigers are in, uh, in Hawaii. They're three and a half point favorites there in that, just because I mentioned it the other day. Uh, Auburn is uh, playing Houston. Auburn minus three against the Houston Cougars here uh, in bowl season. Texas Tech gets Mike Leach and the Bulldogs. Mississippi State minus eight against the Red Raiders. Um, let's see. Kind of interesting game. Clemson-Iowa State is a bowl game this year. Clemson minus one and a half against, uh, against the Cyclones. Oregon-Oklahoma. Oklahoma minus three. I assume that's the Alamo Bowl even though I don't have the bowls in front of me. Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. The Gamecocks are in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. I don't uh-huh. know that's what that is. Um, North Carolina minus seven with Phil Longo and Sam Howell and the boys against Shane Beamer. Uh, Purdue and Tennessee. Tennessee minus two and a half or three against the Boilermakers. Um, Purdue is schizophrenic. You don't know Who's what Purdue you're play? Getting. Tennessee. Tennessee. Purdue-Tennessee is, uh, is that oh, one. Oh, it's got a chance to be a pretty good game. It does. Uh had Alabama not won the game, this probably would have been where Ole Miss was headed. Instead, it is Michigan State, Michigan State, Pittsburgh, and the Chick Fil A Bowl. Oh yeah, there in our Peach Bowl now, and in, in, in Atlanta, that's um, a good game. Pittsburgh minus four or four and a half against the Spartans. That's a good that game. That's that's got a chance to be pretty entertaining. Uh, the Texags guys are all pissed off because they wanted a Big Ten team, but instead the uh, the Aggies are playing Wake Forest in their bowl game this year. The Aggies and the Demon Deacons. A&M minus five against A. What time is that game? I want to make sure I have some black and gold ready. Uh, is it 11 o'clock in the morning on December 31st? Okay. Yeah. You all in on the Deeks that all right. day? I'm all in on whoever's <laughs> playing A&M. You know, look, don't – this is pretty simple. Don't go eight and four. Yeah, that, that's up. the answer. Don't go eight and four. Yeah, I mean, the whole we was robbed thing, you lost four SEC West games. 
and you were fortunate as hell to win one of the ones that you won. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Cincinnati, Alabama. As Let you me ask you a question yeah. on this Mayo bath thing. Yeah, I saw, okay. All right. So what happens if, when they dump the thing of mayo on you, if you just start vomiting everywhere? I mean, the whole... You think the odds are high of this? I know that if you dumped a thing of mayo on me... Close your mouth. The, the thought of it would make me vomit. Leaking I mean, into your ears. I can feel pores. my stomach kind of turning right now. Really? So what happens if... Because there's a lot of people who are like me who don't just despise mayo. What happens if you do that? You think it's going to be this promotional thing, and a coach just starts vomiting everywhere, and then people around him—it's kind of like a Family Guy deal—and then the, everybody throws. The up. people see somebody starting to throw up, and they start to throw up because that's a real thing. Yeah, that—that's that's real. And that could go—that could—that could turn on you fast. I know we're all shocked here. The line has been pulled off the books for Miami and Washington State. Um, Vegas wants nothing to do with that right now until they see what's going on with Hurricanes. Who actually played pretty damn well down the stretch, and Manny Diaz did a nice job. That's the other part of this. It's so weird. Um, Cincinnati, Alabama, as Neil mentioned, it opened at thirteen and a half. It is still sitting at thirteen and a half. Bama versus uh, Bass versus the Bearcats. That Georgia, Michigan line just keeps going up, actually, instead of down. It opened at seven and a half in favor of the Bulldogs. It's now at nine. Um, it just keeps moving. Here's the crazy in this one. They both like their defenses. You don't see this in a college game very often, unless it's a triple option. The over-under total is 43 in this game. 43 for Georgia and Michigan. Uh, Penn State and Arkansas will face off in a bowl game. I have no idea which one. Again, I don't have the bowls up in front of me. It is uh, minus three in favor of the Nittany Lions against the Razorbacks. So Penn State minus three in uh, in that one. The Fiesta Bowl is Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. Notre Dame minus two and a half. Oklahoma State uh, getting two and a half there against the Fighting Irish. Probably getting haunted because I would have loved to have seen what the committee would have done had Oklahoma State won the game, and they missed it by a yard, less than a yard. I mean, what do you think they would have done? I think Cincinnati still gets in. I do too. I think it wouldn't have changed. If I'm Oklahoma State, I take great comfort in the fact that it probably didn't matter. Yeah, I other think than the they Big were going trophy. to do what they did. I think I feel pretty confident they had to have an, an upset or Georgia to beat Alabama for that to take shape. Mm-hmm. I think. I think so, too. I also, I think I still feel good because of the resume and how dominant they were in some of those metrics that a close loss of Georgia would have gotten Alabama in. I do. I, I think they would have gotten in with a close loss to Georgia. Or Oklahoma State still or Notre Dame does not get in. Ooh. I'm telling you. you what they put up those graphics and I went. Happen. They got, and again, I'm going to say this next year, So when because we're not going to 12 next year. Yeah. It always works out. Sure enough, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't have to work out on November the tenth. Yeah, that's not the that's well. That. All, yeah, if so, next year, if God willing, I'm still alive on November the tenth. When we bash the damn committee, I'm going to go stop. Why do we do this? This is just literally it's nothing TV but fodder. made for television. But the media plays along; they love it. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God. Cincinnati spent more. Emotional capital. Cincinnati can't get in. And you're in. Just win your games. Just win your games. It's going to work out. Chill out. Everybody else is going to play each other. Someone's going to lose. Relax. Sure enough. And now you get your reward. You get to get skull drugged. (laughs) 
Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, egg salad might be something that would make me throw up if it got dumped on me. Of course. Tuna salad more. Either one. Or or that mayonnaise chicken salad. Oh, my God. Well, it's almost kind of the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but the egg salad would be the worst. You think so? There's no doubt. Chunks of it, like, oh, just, ugh. yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Iowa and Kentucky, speaking of the Hawkeyes, they play the Wildcats. Iowa minus one and a half against uh, Kentucky in, uh, in this one. That's two that's teams. The Citrus are, Bowl, I yeah. think. Two teams pretty similar. I think that's where A&M was pissed they weren't. Well, they don't belong they there. Have a worse Kentucky went nine and three. Yeah. Wow. You went eight and four. Win your game. Don't lose to Mississippi State at home. Yeah. It's really that simple. You win that one game, you're probably in Citrus Don't lose today. to Mississippi State at home. You did. And fairly, frankly, it wasn't even that close. They beat you pretty convincingly. Shut up. Go back to your cult meeting, bang your little ring on the hand, tell each other how cool you are, and then shut up. I've gotten where of the 14 teams in the league, that is easily the one that I despise the most. It's not even close. Frankly, to the point that you're contemplating ruling for Texas when they play A&M. Oh, there's no question. I will absolutely. Really? Yeah, because Texas is at least kind of cool. Texas is pretentious as hell, but okay. <laughs> I mean, they do have great uniforms. There's there's some things. Bevo's a cool mascot. Unlike the stupid Collie, Bevo's like a big damn bull with horns that could kill you. I mean, damn near took the Georgia mascot out. There's things about Texas that you can go, okay, cool. Like Oklahoma, I'm, I'm totally cool with Oklahoma. Room temperature boiled hot dog water. Okay, that yeah, that would count too. Still better than the tuna salad. Just dumped on you? Yeah. The smell, though. Yeah, but that smells nowhere near as bad as the smell of all the other stuff. All the salads with the mayonnaise? Well, yeah, and you look down and you yeah. see like chunks chunk of pickle of right there. And... Okay. Okay. Mm. Uh, Rose Bowl, Ohio State, and Utah. Ohio State minus six and a half against the Utes. Good game. Yeah. Good game. Kyle Whittingham's a really good player. I was getting ready to say the exact same thing. He does not get enough credit. Yeah. That guy's – did you know he's been there since Urban Meyer left? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, he's made – very quietly just done a yeoman's job. Good. They're never bad. Like, has Utah – I haven't pulled it up, and I'm not going to spend any time doing it today, but Utah never sucks. No, they – Frankly, it's a missed opportunity deal when you look at their, their 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 schedule. They they lost two of their first three games of the season, and then lost to Oregon State in Corvallis later. But I mean, you dominate Oregon twice mm-hmm. and still go ten and three. Like, kind of kicking yourself a little bit. Yeah. Well, they kicked Oregon's ass Friday night. They did twice. I yeah. mean, both but times. I'm just saying, year, the one Friday night matchup. was like, in case anybody thought this was a fluke. No, we're. Uh, uh yeah, Ohio State minus six and a half or seven, and then it's seven forty-five kick. So we will be coming to you around eleven forty-five or midnight oh on uh, New Year's night. It almost made me say we should just stay and cover it. I mean, I almost thought that. <laughs> I mean, like midnight. Yeah, like, what are we doing? Uh, Surely, Ole Miss. Will people be in the stream at midnight on January the first? My prop, my worry is that because it's New Year's Eve the night before, is everybody exhausted yeah, when the game is over? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Ole Miss opened as a two-and-a-half point favorite. They are now a one-and-a-half point favorite. So, line moved a little toward Baylor here. But, uh, yeah, Rebels minus two-and-a-half in, uh, in this one. 
That sounds about right. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it should be a really good game. Both teams want to be there. Baylor won the Big 12. Ole Miss coming off of a historic season where the only teams you lost to were on the road at Alabama and at Auburn. The Auburn game probably haunts Ole Miss a little bit. If you're an Ole Miss fan, I do think this. There were some people talking about what would have happened had they beaten Auburn. Nothing. It wouldn't have been enough. You'd still be in the Sugar Bowl. You would just have a different record. I don't think you yeah. – I don't, I don't, You would be ranked fifth instead of eighth or yeah, something. I think, I think, yeah, I think – yeah, you would, you would be – Frankly, making the committee go, hey, they're fifth, but we're not putting three SEC teams in, so whatever. Well, and they'd have the head-to-head with Bama and Bama. Oh, well, actually, they would have played an SEC title game, though. They would have been able to play Georgia to get in. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Had no, they beat Auburn? <laughs> yeah, hold no, on. No, they wouldn't, because Alabama only lost once. Nope. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Never no, mind. no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, you're they, right. they, they still wouldn't have gotten there. Yeah. So, so they'd been one loss. It wouldn't yeah. have changed anything. You, you could make the argument that, well, Ole Miss – should have got, got They would have a lot of time on the show yesterday where it goes, God, look how good Alabama is, and that's all Ole Miss did. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. They would have gotten half an hour of that. They yesterday. would be the poster child for four teams yeah. aren't enough. Yeah, if we had a playoff. But the argument against them would be, as much as Ole Miss fans would not like it, the argument against them would be, well, you had a shot with Bama and you lost by three touchdowns. We are – Going to New Orleans, we're bringing you all the coverage, but then we will do our show on the night of the game, as we have been doing. Yeah, there's we like we won't have a live stream of a podcast in New Orleans. We'll just tape the podcast from a audio standpoint. There's just no way to take all of this stuff down there, and we probably wouldn't have the Wi-Fi. And no, but yes, it, it, we're, so we're, if, we're, if we're going. If we're going to do a post-game show, we'll have to do it. Like I'll have to get the pre-game show taped before and just schedule it on youtube um and then uh there there is no line yet for lsu and kansas state um in that one so Ooh. yeah i don't know what where's that game texas okay is that right? is that the texas bowl i think again I'm, I'm i'm not up on what bowl is what um so espn picked old miss to win 31 to 25 um in the, yeah. in the, in the i can see that game. that's about right about the point range i'd expect is it Baylor's good on defense. Oh, yeah, yeah, Durant, yeah. Aranda's done a nice job. Yeah, Dave's, Dave's a really good defensive coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, he's got a little history. He does. He's yeah. been around for a minute. <laughs> yeah, Dave Aranda's team's pretty good on defense. Yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 yeah. that was kind of the purpose when they hired him there, bud. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. G&M right there on South Lamar and Oxford. Tyson Drugs on the square in Holly Springs. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Free prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have what you need with G&M and Tyson Drugs. Again, 662-236-2222. Also brought to you by Pinnacle. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Make sure that you uh, you check them out. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals, and much more at mypinwealth.com. Uh, John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis is the guy to talk to if you're thinking about travel. If you still have time to arrange holiday travel. A lot of people booking things for spring break, for summertime. If you're doing that, you want to make sure that you plan a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories. You want to make sure with all the different shutdowns and vaccination rules and such that you know what you're doing. Get a professional. John's that guy. It's Jay Edwards at RegencyTravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel 
on the podcast. Also brought to you by Opa. It's Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. A delicious menu featuring gyros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Awesome bar serving your uh, favorite handcrafted cocktails and frozen libations. Candlelit patio. All of that at 306 South Lamar in Oxford. Grenada Nissan is the place to go if you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. They have a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors is serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573-662-842-3844. We're brought to you by Service Specialists with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. They've been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 as the oldest staffing company in Mississippi, whether you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, you should contact Service Specialist. If you're a recent grad without much experience, again, reach out to Service Specialist. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. They also always know about jobs that never get advertised. They also know about candidates, uh, quality candidates, quality talent that's out there that just doesn't want their names out there publicly. If any of that sounds like something you're looking for, Service Specialist LTD.com or 662-832-5138. Alpha Specialties, 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi, is your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. They've got load trail. They've also got Hallmark cargo trailers. They can work with third parties to have game day trailers, concession trailers built just for you. Spare tires and wheels starting at just $100. A full selection of trailer parts and accessories. Hitches, winches, straps, and more. 601-932-9798 or alphaofms.com. Make sure you check out the Rogues Collegiate Collection for the uh, Ole Miss fan in your life. Maybe a Mississippi State fan, Alabama, Auburn, LSU. Whatever the case may be, they can get you taken care of at the Rogue 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and uh, let them show you the way to a straighter, Healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Podcast is brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. That's JohnstonHillCreamery.com. Local cheese shop here in Oxford making their own cheese every single day with uh, brown dairy farm cheese. Tons of different options, including trying out their uh, holiday boxes for this Christmas. They've got an artisanal cheese box. It has some, uh, some awesome different items, including the holiday spruce. It's a washed rind style wrapped in a uh, spruce bark. The new Snowbell that has a neat little uh, kind of snow effect there on top of a Tom style cheese, as well as uh, you get a cheese knife, you get some dill and peppercorn mixed nuts, truffle honeycomb, um, and much, much more there. They've got, got a, uh, a different charcuterie box for the holidays, a holiday dessert box, including a kid's holiday box that will take care of the little ones in your life. So to uh, find out what all they have and more, stop in right there on White Oak Lane. That's off Molly Bar in Oxford, 662-419-9201. Um, 
Yeah, Hugh was uh, quote tweeting about rat poison this morning. Um, oh, get your own material. A sea of red tweeted Liberty's an eight-point favorite over Eastern Michigan in the Lending Tree Bowl. Mm. And uh, rat poisoned it. Get your own material. He did that. He mentioned, you know, real tough to go into Tuscaloosa or real tough to beat Alabama, you know. I didn't you have know. a problem with that one. You like that one? You I didn't have a problem. I, to that one, I gave him props. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, you're right. It's one thing to talk about beating Alabama. That's a good point. It's yeah. another thing to beat Alabama. A lot yeah. of people talk about beating Alabama. Beating Alabama is a different thing. I have no problem with you it was, saying I mean, that. I do look back at us a little bit last week and go, why did we treat Alabama like the little engine that could? Like, like, there was a little bit of, Saban's, okay, that was kind of stupid. Saban's postgame, credit where credit's due. Now, I kept waiting for someone to go, well, you guys did look like trash against Auburn. Yeah. But then every disclaimer go, hey, game's kind of weird down there. Let's not go crazy. It gets a little strange at Jordan Harris. Yeah, yeah. And Arkansas gave them a game, but Arkansas's good. And we knew my frustration is we knew that if Alabama could find a way to get up, that Georgia would have a really hard time catching back up. Because they're not great offensively. No. The quarterback's really limited. Yeah. He is. Bryce Young was awesome. He was. He won the Heisman. He made his Ab- moment. Absolutely. And I'm, I, here's what I'm – I think he was going to win it anyway. But I'm glad he had the moment mm-hmm. because I was a little annoyed that we gave him the moment in a game where he only scored 10 points Yeah, against Auburn. I was glad he had the game he had if he was going to win the Heisman anyway. Um, Are you picking Alabama to win now, right now? The whole thing? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure that I don't think Michigan's the best team. I, I feel like I'm picking Alabama simply because I feel like they've only got to win one hard game instead of two. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like when you do the Vegas odds, the East champion typically has a little better odds than all those West teams because you go, hey, they, you don't think, they get there. You don't think Desmond Ritter is going to lead Cincy to an upset? It's going to be a tall task there on that on that night. Yeah. They're good. They are. They're good. They're really good. They gave Georgia a game last year in whatever the hell bowl that was. But Alabama's going to be a little more motivated in this one than Georgia was in whatever that bowl was last year. Yeah. Um, now you know what Nick Saban and Alabama did all week, though. They just showed him media stuff where he goes, the rat poison's usually fatal. It was yummy. Because you very rarely – Alabama can't play that card very often. So it was like, hey, all right. Yeah. You're going to give it to us. We'll 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 play it. Um. Yeah, no, look, Mechie's injury is huge. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Sure. And a shame, too. You know, I mean, but look, I mean, we've kind of talked about this. Everybody's kind of hurt. I mean, Georgia's missing multiple guys off their defense, as good as they are. Um, I will say this. The people that if, – if you're in the transfer portal from Ohio State, I'm just taking you. They all work out. I mean, that kid, Jamison Williams, shoo, mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah, he's all right. I mean – Joe Burrow and Jameson Williams leaving. Maybe they're letting the wrong people leave. But yeah, Young won the Heisman. He deserves to win the Heisman. And now, and that's another one of those where everybody goes, "What are we going to do?" It's, it all works out. Almost always works out. Where by the end, you you know who should win it. Have we missed anything else? But there's no other uh, new news out of uh, Oklahoma yet before we, uh, before we hung up. What time is that, PC? 
It must be getting soon. I saw Sooner Scoop just tweeted a picture of like the room or the oh, okay. chairs or whatever. So it must be fairly uh fairly soon here at this uh at this juncture. Um I don't know what I think about what job he'll do. It's up to no idea. He stayed at Clemson a long time. Got paid off. Is is Elliot the new coach at Duke? Is he gonna take that job? I don't know. The O. C. at Clemson. He was involved in the Virginia thing too, right? Oh, wasn't he? Is that, that where he's going? Okay. I don't know. I don't Somebody know. tweeted earlier today the Will Smith gif of him like in the room by himself. So I'm wondering for Dabo, and I'm wondering if Elliot's already taken something. I would think if he's got opportunities at both Duke and Virginia, he should take one of them. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea, but apparently Virginia is just way behind on facilities Everything. and such. There's still nothing official from. Um, Norman about Levy as of nine twenty AM. Okay. But um Kerry Murdoch, who we know well, you guys loved Kerry when he was on the podcast. He said just a lot of smoke from former players that, that know him. Okay. Um we'll get into like again, there's tons going on. We'll get into kind of some more SEC bowls. We'll talk more about actually Baylor and Ole Miss tomorrow. We'll uh Discuss uh, some basketball. Ole Miss knocking off Memphis on Saturday, getting uh, the first good win for the Rebels. Against the top 25 team, Memphis, however, was number nine at one point. They've lost three in a row now to Iowa State, Georgia, and Ole Miss. Yeah. They are a horrifically coached basketball team, so we will uh, discuss It's a really good effort for Ole Miss. I mean, the one thing I'll say is um, it came at a price, really. a, a um, Robert Allen out. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a disappointing thing for, for Robert and, and for that team, but – for me, it's mainly about. I just kind of feel bad for Robert. He's a great kid. One of one of those kids that um, you is the glue guy on a team. Does all the little things, um, works hard. You know, left Samford to come to Ole Miss and was so happy last year to find out he could play. And he'll get the COVID year back. I think they're going to be able to petition. To get this year back, whether he can get it or not remains to be seen. But he falls within the parameters. I think, I think right? so. Yeah, it's pretty close. Apparently, the way that that he went down, I had a feeling it was severe, and apparently it was. He is going to require surgery. So, uh, my thoughts are to him. He's re- really again one of those. You know how to talk about because you cover a team and stuff. And every once in a while, you know, there's just a kid that kind of stands out, and he's one of those guys. Memphis is not going to make the tournament, right? You know. I know we're up against the end. Yeah. It was the worst coach team I've ever seen at a college level. Yeah. They were completely dysfunctional. I watched I watched for 40 minutes and tried to figure out whether they were running offense. Not not what the offense was, but whether they were running offense. Mm-hmm. They've got this 17-year-old kid, Amani Bates, who I've known about since he was about 12 because my son's and like probably a lot of your, your, if you have kids that age, Imani Bates was a YouTube sensation. Mm-hmm. And Imani Bates has a chance to be a really good player one day. Uh, probably a, a, a lottery pick. But Imani Bates is 17. Okay? Imani Bates should be in high school right now. He's 17 years old. And Penny Hardaway is asking him to take the ball on the wing, isolate, and create against Big 12 and SEC teams. Um, and then throws his veteran players under the bus because they're not doing enough to help Imani Bates. Penny, you're not doing enough to help Imani Bates. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was like watching a carnival 
I'm, I wrote this in 10 Thoughts. I'm glad I'm not in the media up there um, where you have to talk about this and parse your words. And I heard a, one of the media people, no, not one of the guys you would think about. It was a guy that I don't know his name, but he was talking to another media person. He goes, well, you know, once they beat Alabama and Tennessee, they'll be fine. And I bit my tongue. You'd have been so proud of me. I just walked. I was on my way out. I bit my tongue and walked out. They're not beating Tennessee. They're not beating Alabama. There's not a guarantee that they beat Murray State. Those are the next three games. It doesn't work. Just because you have a big a, a big name coach and he can go out and he can go get AAU superstars and put them on one court, you do have to have some semblance of synergy, and they have none. Mm-hmm. Kermit Davis coached circles around Penny Hardaway on Saturday. Just circle – and then he circled again, and then he circled him a few more times, and then he like took a break, and then he circled some more. I mean, Kermit would kill to have some of that talent on his roster. But in terms of just pure coaching, one team was coached and one team was not. Yeah. And I don't know that there's any way around that. Penny's like, oh, you know, people might get kicked off the team, whatever. I mean, you're throwing your team under the bus in December? In early December? Mm-hmm. No, dude, at, at that point, it's on you. If you get to the end of February and they haven't bought in, they haven't tried, okay, now you can start saying maybe these aren't the best kids in the world. But in December, yes, you December put that same. team together. That's yeah. your team. Yeah. This is com- you got Larry Brown and Rasheed Wallace and all these people on your bench, and you can't put a team together? Hey, mm-hmm. here's a thought. Maybe shut some of the practices out from some of the people who are hangers-on inside your program and lock in a little bit. Yeah. More basketball tomorrow. Ole Miss knocking off uh, Memphis. Again, we'll get to bowls. We'll get to plenty more there on the uh, podcast. RebelGrove.com in the meantime. Plenty of recruiting nuggets. More stuff going on there as the uh, days moves along as well. So hope you're a subscriber. Hope you enjoy the uh, community. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Take care.